Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family. I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. Boom. What's up, guys? Byron Rogers here. Executive Protection Lifestyle. Bravo Research Group. Um, time to do another podcast, man. So I hope you guys are ready. I got some good stuff coming on this podcast. I'm excited about, you know what I mean? I got... I don't I don't want to I don't want to name drop the types of people that I've got lined up to talk with us about our subject of executive protection lifestyle but I'm excited man and we got some really good sponsors and some dudes coming on that are like that are people that I just I I, I respect and I respect what they've done and they're creating you know they're creating things for the industry that that we all use and that we all appreciate. So um, I'm loving watching where this whole entire thing is going, to be honest with you. Uh, so boom. And for today's episode, I want to do a review of a book. <clears throat> I want to do a review of a book. And it's a book that it's a book that I love, man. It's a book that uh, I genuinely believe that I've made. I've made probably hundreds of thousands of dollars because I have listened to the advice in this book in the executive protection game. It was probably the second book that I ever that I got into in executive protection. The second book I've ever listened to really towards the beginning of my like audio book podcast like information journey you know um, I guess just to preface this whole stage in my life like really what happened was you know, one day, I think, I, I forget which rapper I was listening to, it's irrelevant, but I was listening to some music, and uh, you know what, I'll take it back, I'll take it way back. So the way I arrived at this whole kind of way of life, you know, we're talking executive protection lifestyle, so this is all about lifestyle. For me, I do not really sit and watch TV much at all. I don't really listen to music much at all. You know what I mean? Like, people look at me like I'm crazy, but I don't know, I feel like... I kind of had a little bit of an awakening, you know, uh, I want to think my own thoughts, you know, I also have studied the mind for, you know, I mean, in college for the last, you know, almost six years. And then before that, for a few years as well with the audiobooks that I've chose to, to, to read, but like I've studied the mind for a long time and I, I really value and I really pay attention to what comes inside me, what's coming inside me, because, you know, as, as Tony Robbins would say, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the conversation you're having in your head. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to manage your situation. You've got to manage your mind. That's the game. You know what I'm saying? So one person falls in a mud puddle and 
hits the ground and is angry and is like, why me? Poor me. It's the most terrible day ever. Another person falls down in the mud puddle, is surprised, laughs, and is like, this is so ridiculous. And then goes to work, has a fun, has an awesome day, makes fun of themselves, you know, tells their friends about it, you know, and makes a bologna sandwich. You know, like, like those are kind of, to me, that's what I see, you know. Your life is good and bad based on the quality of, of your of your thoughts and the content in your mind. So, you know, I'm always studying things that are going to strengthen that. And like a lot of music out there and a lot of stuff that's on TV is literally like intellectual dessert. Like the quality of the information and the quality of the entertainment is just subpar. Like, like my palate isn't interested, you know, if I could say so, if I could say it like that, you know, and uh, I genuinely believe that that stuff, a lot of it makes you stupider. <laughs> you know, like you watch the the you know, Orange County Housewives, Kardashians, or any just 90% of these shows, like, they're just not making you smarter, you know? Um, nonetheless, you know, I, I was listening to some rap music one day, and I was like, you know what? What am I even listening to this for? Like, I'm a young man. I'm in my early 20s. I'm getting out of the Marine Corps. Like, I got to figure out who I'm going to be, what I'm going to be. I have, like, way more sophisticated problems to try to really solve with my life, and this music is not contributing to this. You know, so I started to just be kind of like, yo, you know, other people can play around and have fun or whatever. But like for me and for me, the game is upgrading the software by which that I run my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I need to upgrade my mind gear, if I may, you know, and being the type of dude I was, you know, like just a young little boy from the Bahamas, you know, not even from the Bahamas. The Bahamas, Bahamians are ridiculously smart. Their school system is like six years ahead of us in America. Uh, I came back when I, when I stopped going to school in the Bahamas, I skipped a grade in the Bahamas. I came back here and skipped up a bunch of grades too. I skipped school. I skipped grades in the Bahamas and I came back here and I was so bored that I fell behind because I, I didn't apply myself for a number of different years and it really actually jammed me up, but it all worked out to my good in the end because it, it taught me social dynamics. Um, but nonetheless, so, you know, pay attention to the information that's going inside of you because that information's got to come back out of you. And when you find yourself in a conversation with a high income earner, maybe you find yourself in a conversation with your client it's your turn to demonstrate value. Nine times out of 10, it's your turn just to shut up and not say anything. That's how you stay alive the longest. But every once in a while, you're going to find yourself in a situation where you're going to need to say something. You need a small talk. And you better come across like you're smart. Because why? Because to the person who's paying you, you know, six figures to keep them safe, your ability to be able to, your, your intelligence matters. They're expecting you to be smart enough to keep them safe and keep them alive. So you've got to be, in my opinion, my opinion is you got to be of the mindset that you've got to be able to give something, have something to contribute. You know, don't think too hard on it. You want it to be organic. You want it to be thoughtless. You want it to just be who you are. So there's a huge component to executive protection, in my opinion, that comes down to, and any profession really, that comes down to cultivating a quality of character and investing in your individual capital investing in your individual capital all the time and the more you invest in your individual capital the more valuable the things that you're going to have to uh give people in conversation are going to be you know what i mean i forget the the adage it's pretty cool it's like something like you know small minds talk about people you know larger minds talk about it's like three levels to it uh larger minds talk about concepts and things like that it's pretty cool but 
with regards to your interactions with your clients, it's something that you want to consider. You know, what are you going to say? Like, or, or when they talk with and, and the type of client, you know, this might not be pertinent. You know, if you're with a pop artist, maybe they want to talk about that. If you're with an athlete, maybe they just want to talk about sports, you know. Um, but nonetheless, the laws in this book will help you gain power with regards to social dynamics, no matter what, no matter where you go. And the reason I got on the journey to doing things like this and getting into books like this and audiobooks, as opposed to listening to music, as opposed to like kicking it uh, and watching TV, um, the reason that I, I really kind of changed the way I was living is because I was in Paris on a detail and I remember sitting at a table with, with, with the group, with my detail, and there's some bad dudes, you know, I have like, you know, a bunch of special forces dudes at the table with me, you know, recon Marines, like, and I'm like, and one's a recon Marine, other guys like, you know, in the Navy something. And, uh, one of the other guys is, you know, a very successful, you know, power lifter athlete. You know, these guys are like at the top of their game and all of their chosen vocations and all their chosen vocations have to do with strength and power and being strong and being athletic. You know, I'm actually like, I'm the like least lethal, weakest little dude at the table, you know, so I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, cool. And we're going to get lunch right underneath, like next to the Eiffel Tower. And they, uh, the, you know, the, the, the waiter comes out and he's like, what do you guys want? And we're like, oh, a couple guys are like, I'll get a Coke. I don't drink soda. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just get some water or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Nah, I'll get a Coke with the guys, whatever. And we look at the menu and one of the guys notices, man, like a Coca-Cola is like 20 US dollars here. And I'm like, $20? Like, excuse me? Like $20, $20? Like, 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 like what is this Coca-Cola gonna, like, what's it gonna do for me? You know what I mean? Like, what's this Coca-Cola gonna do for me for $20? You know what I'm saying? To get $20 of my money, you know? I'm, I'm, so I'm like over here like upset, like, dang, I shouldn't have got this Coca-Cola, man, like 20 bucks. Like, that's what I thought I was gonna pay for the whole entire meal, you know? So I'm feeling crunchy some kind of way, as they say, you know? And sure enough, man, I'm sitting there and my eyes start to open and I'm looking around the table and I'm like, yo, these guys are all at the top of their game. Here we are. We're on a we're on a security detail. We're traveling more than the president of the United States, the biggest State Department detail at the time, like private side State Department detail at the time. You know, and during the glory glory years, uh, I got this crew of like straight up legit dudes. We're hitting 40, 50 countries. Uh, on repeat, like just we're just going to countries, country, country, country. We're like this is the top of the game. Executive protection is one percent of the security industry. You know what I mean? Like, or at that time, so we're looking at, you know, I'm up here, I made it, you know, and these guys are all strong, and I'm strong. And I remember thinking to myself, if we're so legit, if we're so strong, if we're so everything that everyone wants to be, and everyone want like that we want it to be, like this is it, and we're sitting here tripping over $20 at Coca-Cola, like we're tripping over $20, like we're tripping over $20. And like the voice in my head was like, is this you Byron? Like, this is what it is, man. Like you made it now and you're tripping over $20. This has made it right here. That's what this is. This has made it to like the top of the game and you're still tripping over $20. Maybe you sure you made it, bro. You sure you're good. Like I'm having this conversation in my head and I'm like, you know what? No, this has not made it. You know, this has not made it, man. This is, this is the fruit of my labor. This is my fault, you know, and then I started to take responsibility. This is me taking responsibility for it. And then I realized something. I don't have any power. 
You know what I mean? I started realizing like, as a guy right now in this position, I don't have any power. Well, who has the power? And that's when I started to realize, you know what? My clients got power because if one of us tough guys gets re- get, goes down during this detail, within 24 hours, he can have us replaced with another tough guy who's so cool and tough and awesome. And then, you know, my detail leader has some power. You know, he, 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 he's a guy kind of running the show. He can get more guys in here. My, my boss, the, the company owner, he's got some power. And I made this differentiation in that moment between strength and power. And that's when I started to be like, you know what? I've acquired strength and I've acquired the fruit of strength, you know, which is only going to take me so far. And I realized like in life, if I want to acquire actual power, I need to cultivate a different type of strength, not physical strength. And that's when I started to realize I need a gift or I need intellectual strength. And then that's when I said, you know what, in my heart, I'm going to dedicate myself to the cultivation of my intellectual and internal strength, mental, emotional, spiritual strength. I'm going to dedicate myself to that practice and to, to the end of being that strong mentally, emotionally, and spiritually as I am physically. You know, I need my internal strength to far surpass my physical strength. So that's when I began listening to audiobooks and up in my game. And I think that's truly when, um, I mean, that's just when I took things to the next level. So, boom, here we are uh, with the book. Second book I ever read as an audiobook, um, life changing book. Me and one of my best friends, best road dog in the industry, went through this book together. And we watched, we watched our careers change and become more successful as a result and we watched other guys make these mistakes that are in the book um and fall as a result we watched them plummet as a result of not being able to to not knowing what to do in the right situations and not having the the social intelligence to navigate uh the realms and the environments that we were all in at the time so without further ado i'd like to go on ahead and introduce this book as the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. I don't ever know if I say his name right. Is it Robert Greene, A or Green? But 48 Laws of Power. 48 Laws of Power. Uh, this book is amazing. And what I want to do is I want to go through the book. And I just want to skim over with a really broad brushstroke, 100 foot view of the different chapters in this book. Because they give you an idea of, you know kind of the books this is this is the book's way of navigating social circumstances um and i i would i would present to you i would i would postulate i would hypothesize i would want to encourage you you know to look at this book as kind of a great guide i know this book is also very popular in, in jails and in prisons because um social dynamics or everything in there in those environments but look at this book and its rules you know obviously bruce lee everything absorb what's useful disregards what's useless and add what is essentially your own um but look at it as like you know one discipline one style if you will you know one technique if you will uh look at it as as a way you know uh, to navigate social circumstances and and really kind of the reason that this is important and some of you may have heard me talk about it before but real quick it's because what we do in executive protection is we, we do a number of different things but we're inside from the moment you step into a protection detail you're dropped into a social ecosystem 
You've got to survive. And it's the social ecosystem that really, 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 really dictates your longevity. It is. It's not how tactical you are. It's not how cool you are. You probably only got there because of who knew you, you know, and now you're in this position and you'll only survive because of who knows you really long term, you know, but you, you, you're in this position and, you know, you've got to manage now your team and the guys you're working with. You have to be respectful of them. You've got to be able to, to work with them well. You've got to be able to stay on the team and like, you know, not make any mistakes there. And at the same time, you've got to manage your relationship with your client, you know, which sometimes is a direct relationship. Sometimes it's not, you know, so these are the things you got to consider and you got to figure out how to do that most effectively. And that's why it matters. You know, you've now, and you've also got to manage, manage your client's friends and those other social circumstances and those social dynamics, you know, so social dynamics plays so heavily into being successful in this industry. And that's one of the reasons why it's something that I focus on. You know, you see me focus on the tactics uh, on a regular basis as well, but the social dynamics of it, man, is to be continued. So we're going to go through a few of these laws and it might even take me a few podcasts. We'll have to see, but I want to touch on them. Number one, never outshine the master. Never outshine the master is huge. You never want to outshine the master for a number of different reasons, but you just got to realize that executive protection is not about you. It's not about how cool you are. It's not about um, even really showing your client how cool you are. It's about showing your client what they want to see and what they want to know. You know what I mean? I'm not saying deceive them. I'm not saying be false, but I'm saying, you know, you've got to learn how to kind of less of you, more of them. You know, they are your paycheck. They are your priority. They are the people that you're there to serve. That's the right way to say it. I just hit it. The right way to say it is they're the people who you are there to serve. And when you're there to serve someone, it's really, it really is all about them. It's all about whatever they need, not just some of the things they need. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I, uh, some guys are like, I don't get doors. I don't, you know, carry stuff like, yeah, I understand. But, you know, what I have seen and I, I understand and sometimes I err on that side uh, situation dictating, you know, but I do know that. The willow tree survives because it's flexible. And, you know, if you're not flexible in this game, if you're not flexible in life, if you're not resilient in life, it's going to make things hard on you. So never outshine the master essentially means, you know, don't one up your client. You know, if your client's got uh, caught a fish that was one foot, don't be like, oh, I caught a three foot fish. You just no one likes that guy anyways. And it's a bad habit anyways. This is really bad within the security team, like guys trying to one-up each other all the time. And it's horrible. It's just miserable to be in the chase, stuck working with a one-upper. We had a guy, we called him and one for a while because he always one-up everybody. Like, um, It is one of the most annoying things because it takes everything you're trying to share with the person, you're trying to connect with the person, and they're constantly making the whole entire conversation about them. If you one up your client all the time, they will not like to be around you. If you one up any, if you are a one upper and you one up any human being on the planet, you will notice that your friends, your pool of friends will get smaller and people will try to get away from you. So never outshine the master. If you're, if your boss gets a new uh, watch, don't get a cooler watch and go show them your cooler watch. It sounds little, sounds simple. And all of these things are simple. But remember, uh, Leonardo da Vinci said simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. So don't miss that. You know what I'm saying? All wisdom is simple. It's just not easy. That's the game. So never outshine the master. If your client got a new something, don't go get a better new something. And then, you know, 
come and have a, a peeing contest with them about it uh, because that's not your role. That's not your job. And you really just don't want to be in competition because what happens in competition, someone gets eliminated. So there's a winner and there's a loser. You want your client to feel as good as possible. This is a service industry, you know, so lay yourself down over it. Never put too much trust in friends. Learn how to use enemies. That's that's one for life, really. That's that's one for, you know, the only people that can hurt you and can betray you are the people that are inside your circle of friends. And if you learn how to use enemies, meaning people that have done wrong to you, they have more to prove. Uh, so there are certain circumstances when you want to actually let those people prove themselves to you. You have the moral high ground on them and you can actually leverage that and utilize them effectively. Always say less than necessary. Now I'm skipping around. This is law number four now. I'm going to go in order, but I'm not going to read all of them to you. Always say less than necessary. This one is huge. I've seen more guys get themselves in trouble inside the vehicle or with a client by just talking because they want to sound important. They want to be the guy and they want to, they want to, they, they just, they just want to say things. And so they start talking and what they end up doing is they, they put themselves in a position where they have to answer questions and they have to have the right information. And then they run into a dead end and they look like an idiot. You know, if your client's asking you a, a direct question, answer that question. Uh, these people have a lot, of, a lot on their mind, a lot to do, and all of your peripheral information and your dressings and your toppings and your lettuce and your tomato and your pickle and your onion that you're putting on the on the burger, they may not want that. They probably don't want that, and they probably don't need that, and they probably didn't get into the car just to listen to you talk. You know, they they probably just got home from an event and they want to go inside. They don't want to get snagged by you on their way in the house because you came up to unlock the door and now they're in a 15 minute conversation. You know, and just think of it this way. Whose time is more valuable? Literally. Observe that, you know. Whose time is more value? Literally. That's another question is, do you know how much you're worth per hour? Have you ever calculated how much money you bring in and actually broken it down over the course of a, of, of a year to see how much you're actually worth per hour? Uh, it's pretty amazing. But you got to think, like, you know, who's, 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 whose time is more valuable? This is one of the reasons why I never time my clients up more. I never think that they're so interested in me that they, that I need to just talk to them about things. You know, I don't tell you do not give them anything you can't take away, you know, cause this week when you're the flavor of the month, it might be cool to sit there and talk about how, uh, and talk about how awesome, you know, whatever is, uh, it might be cool to talk about, you know, your political views and it might be cool to talk about all that fun jazz. But after you've made a few mistakes and you've been on the job for a while, maybe it won't be cool. Maybe it'll be like, and you know what? That Byron guy, you know, he said he went and did this. He went and did that. I mean, I've seen little things used against guys, things like drinking, you know, oh, he drinks uh, and he calls himself a Christian. You know what I mean? Like, because when someone's finding a reason to get rid of you, they'll use anything, you know, so always say less than always like you never want to give everything in terms of overextending yourself i say always say just enough you know answer the question answer it directly and answer it thoroughly the more you talk the more opportunity and opening there are for you to make mistakes and for you to misstep so you know always say i think it's always say just enough that's how it makes sense to me law number five so much depends on reputation guard it with your life Boom. This is huge in our industry, man. Uh, this is huge in our industry. So many people like backstabbing each other. Uh, so many people trying to steal each other's clients. So many people just kind of like, 
going in house or out of house or, you know, I've seen little wars break out within security teams, you know, but what you got to remember first and foremost and the most is your reputation is everything. When you go to another job, remember this is this is 1% of the security industry. It's like security special teams, you know, special forces security type stuff. It's small. It's a small community, you know. You make a mistake, you stab someone in the back, you lose your honor. There's a high probability that's going to carry you, that's going to follow you. But the reality is don't not do it because you're afraid you won't be able to find work. Be honorable, maintain your honor, and don't stab anyone in the back because it's the type of person that you are. You know what I mean? You're the type of person that doesn't do things like that. Um, have have the type of character that will help you rise to the top, deservingly rise to the top. You know what I mean? And uh, it, 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 Because once your reputation is tarnished or damaged, that's it. It's forever tarnished. It is literally never going to... I mean, it, it, it can come back, but... Uh, you'll always have to do explaining for that one or two things that you did. And it's tragic, man. It's tragic. So, so much depends on reputation. Guard it with your life. And the other thing is, too, your reputation precedes you. You know, people hear about you long before they meet you, especially nowadays with social media. They hear about you long before they meet you. And what are they hearing about you? Before you can defend yourself, your reputation will either defend you or it will injure you, you know, so uh, it's huge. Your reputation will precede you. And then the other thing is if you do show up, you know, all you got to do is, you know, make a phone call. Anyone has to do is make a phone call and they're going to find out who they're dealing with eventually through six degrees of separation that's even smaller in our, in our industry. So, so much depends on reputation. Guard it with your life. That's law number five. Create an air of mystery. This kind of goes along with the never say too much. Law number six does. Um, you know, it's, it's keep for me, it's keep, you know, let them know about your family, you know, your, your women and children or whatever, but keep an air of mystery. Don't tell them all of your political views. Just, it, it kind of goes with, don't tell them everything. You know what I mean? Just look good and leave it at that. Work good and leave it at that. You know, um, an air of mystery helps you have more power for longer and it also goes into kind of the don't brown nose you know when you're trying to find your way into the client's good graces these people are used to people brown nosing and like giving in and like always like you know there's a way to gain their respect and serve them and honor them without the brown nosing i don't know it's just one of the most unattractive things that I see grown EP dudes do on a regular basis and I'm always just like, ew. And I know a number of clients, sorry. I know a number of different clients that like, they always detect it because they have people doing it with them all the time and they're also like, ew, you know? Um, so, you know, you don't, you just don't want to be that guy that they're like, oh, who's taking me to the, to the airport tomorrow? And they're like, Jeff. Okay, well, all right. You know, <laughs> you don't want it to be like that. So, and those are the guys that usually brown nose, and those are the guys that talk too much. That I, I, I get clients that act like that, that I hear that from. You know, so considerations. You know, I want you to be successful. I'm gonna invert law number seven, and I'm gonna say law number seven says get others to do the work for you, but always take the credit. I'm gonna invert that one, and I'm gonna say do all the work, not do all the work, but never take the credit. Never, ever, ever take the credit. Personally, my favorite position in a detail is like 
second in command or 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 the bottom of the barrel. Naturally, I don't get to do that anymore. I'm mean, forced into being more like in leadership roles and billets, but I love leading from the front, man. I love leading from the ground. I love being that first guy out there shooting all my information to my leader because the leader's got the responsibility, man. It's no pressure down there at the bottom. It's like I just do the best I can. Something goes wrong, you know, falls on my leader. But if I can be the best follower or front leader as possible, then I'm valuable to my leader and my leader respects me and honors me and appreciates me. If I can cultivate that relationship within the social, the chain of social dynamics, then I'm the man, you know, he's going to take care of me because I'm taking care of him. You know what I'm saying? And if I score a home run or a touchdown or a kill shot or something and I give him the credit for it, I'm like, nah, man, it's, that's that's our, our our DL, Jerry, man. He's just really good. He keeps us real organized. And what you really want to create is you want to create this like network where you guys are all giving each other credit. And the, 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 the client can't really put their finger on who the hot guy is, who's the guy. Because everyone's like, nah, man, Jeff's awesome. No, 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 dude. Troy's the guy. No, man. Greg's the guy. He's the dude. No, dude. Lee is the guy who taught us everything we know. And so everyone just looks and it's, it's this beautiful thing. It's this beautiful environment. It's this beautiful team dynamic where like everyone's so selfless that no one knows who to take care of. And then they just feel, you know, we have a really good team and there's strength in the team. You got to realize, like I say, Darwin's, I mean, the, the deal is survival of the pack, not survival of the fittest. That was always the argument. You know what I'm saying? Uh, survival of the pack is really where it's at you know you guys want to cover each other as much as possible you guys want to build each other up as much as possible uh you guys want to like that's really where the safety is that's where the power is that's where the fire is so i would say never take the credit never take the credit there's certain like situations where you're you're kind of in the middle of a fight and it's like a predatorial thing that like taking the credit actually makes sense because you don't want the wrong person to take and like build themselves up as something they're not but generally i never take the credit i always push it onto my buds um, and they do the same thing back to me and it's a beautiful rotation win through your actions never through your argument law number nine love that man a man convinced against his will is of the same will still is another ancient old is another wise saying you know you never really want to like conversationally uh it's not about conversationally like asking people to do something or trying to get them to do things you want to prove it to them as often as possible especially when it comes to team dynamics like hey this is what i think this is why um and then if you can demonstrate always demonstrate because there's just too much of an ego battle that results from uh arguing or disagreeing and ego battles are very dangerous very dangerous because then people get their daggers out and uh you don't want to die that death of a thousand cuts or just get daggered at the senate because you offended someone's ego and that's what happens all the time 13 when asking for help apply to people's self-interest never to their mercy or gratitude this one's a big one because sometimes people think that you know, telling someone that they owe them, like, you know, you owe me or whatever is a good way to get someone to to do something for you. And it's not. It's really not. It's actually one of the faultiest ways to get someone to do something for you. And, and, and then when they do it, it's actually a big grudging that they're doing it for you. So the other approach is simply to 
let the person know the benefits of working with you. Let the person know, hey, you know, we need an ammo stipend. And if we get an ammo stipend, this is what you can expect, you know, um, you know, showing that you train us to this specific level is going to help with insurance and help us get more coverage or just come up with reasons why you need something you need. Cause there's going to be times in your, you know, career or when you're with your client, we're going to need to ask for something, a new vehicle or, you know, more stuff for the CP. And the best way to do that is, especially when you're dealing with business folks like execs and stuff, you need to appeal to how it's going to make sense for them financially, how it's going to make sense for them uh, in many different ways in order to really get it. So you want to appeal to uh the person, whoever you're asking the favor of, you want to appeal to them instead of instead of being like, hey, you know, we're here, you know, working hard, working long hours, or you owe us anything like that. You do not want to do it that way. So, um, always appealing to the person's self-interest when you ask for something is actually a very powerful tool that I have seen work on many different occasions, especially in a business setting. Pose as a friend, work as a spy. Law fourteen. Okay, this one is actually pretty big for executive protection because a lot of times, depending on your client demographic, things may be disorganized. I'm just going to say they might be disorganized. Uh, I've found that the nature of this job is extremely, you have to be extremely fluid, extremely flexible, very good at working with a lack of organization, and you have to be able to deal with the fact that your client gets to do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want, and you need to flow with it, and you need to know everything, and you need to have the best security plan possible to be able to flow with it, and unless you're, if you're working in a private capacity like I have been for the last 10 years, you need to learn how to flow and suck it up and just go with it. You don't get to tell your client what they can and can't do, you know, so if they want to go here or there or the other place, they're going to go, so, you know, this work as a spy thing comes into play when you start to look at the fact that half the information that you're going to get is going to be as a result of listening to the house staff, talking with the house mouses, you know, the house mice, uh, you know, talking with 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 the nannies and finding out like, okay, what's going on? What's it in the horizon? What's the temperature like? Talking with the rest of the actual people in the house. So you're almost always working as a spy and you're picking up vibrations from all over the place all the time. You know, that's kind of like part of what you have to do in executive protection to stay ahead of the eight ball. Otherwise you will get blindsided. Your client will be like, Hey, you know, let's go here. Let's do this. Let's do that. And you'll have no idea it was coming and you won't be able to prepare. And if you do have, if you don't have any idea that it's coming and you're not able to prepare, you still better knock it out of the ballpark. But if you had an idea was coming, you're in a much better position. Crush your enemies. Totally. What I would say about this one, law number 15 is try not to have enemies. If you know someone's working behind your back as an enemy, Maybe it's good for you to call them out. Maybe it's not. 90% of the time, I won't call them out. 90% of the time, I'll watch them and I'll let them work and I'll keep an eye on them. Uh, because confronting a social battle or an ego battle head on can be just so difficult to end. If you subversively attack it and slowly win them over before they've like all out declared war on you, then it's much easier for them to reverse themselves and reverse their stance. And then you win them over by winning them over and... Uh, you win the battle by turning them into an ally. Not only do you destroy them, but you actually, 
you you convert them into energy for you, which is the best victory if you if you ask me. Um, but if you are going to get rid of someone, or if you are going to try and get rid of someone, or anything like that, make sure you do it right because in today's society it can really come back to bite you with all the litigation and all kinds of things that can happen and then also with regards to the social dynamics you never want to come at anyone in any capacity uh to wipe them out and fail so yeah crush your enemies totally uh that's that's a very good law for everything law 16 use absence to create to increase respect and honor this one's actually huge for executive protection Law number 16, use absence to create respect and honor. It's huge. I believe in a lot of the details I've been a part of, you know, there's one guy, there's there's certain leaders that are supposed to be there for certain times and they end up really like doing a great job and they're, and, and, and it's like, they're just like chosen for that period of time. They're untouchable and they're with the client. But for the most part, I find that being with the client all the time it makes you vulnerable to saying one wrong thing on the wrong drive at the wrong time or making one wrong move. And that one wrong move can start to unravel your ball of yarn. And we call it being close to the fire. When you're close to the fire, you know, it's dangerous, you know, so being able to maintain a healthy professional distance from your client is actually really good. You know, know, like it's actually kind of keeps you alive longer keeps your star power going longer when you know you're just on the travel team or you're just on the uh on the on the at home team you know uh and if you're on both and if you are close quarters with the client all the time respect their space and respect their privacy people want to have all this face time with the client and want to get in good with the client and think that they're like the number one dude with the client and those are the guys that fall on their swords because it's just a matter of time till they say something wrong or they do something wrong or the client sees something that they don't like about them because familiarity does breed contempt so use absence to increase respect and honor familiarity breeds contempt Law number 19, know who you're dealing with. Do not offend the wrong person. That's a good one. That's a very good one. Don't think for one second that you can just do what you want and you can just, you know, you're the dude and you can just flow. I mean, pride comes before a fall is really it. You know, different people deal with different things, different ways. If you offend me, well, you won't. I won't give you that much power. But, you know, some people, if you offend them, they won't even tell you. They'll just wait, you know. You might be thinking, you're, and, and then they'll strike you when you're weak, you know, or when you're vulnerable. Don't think that because you're the big bad security dude, you can just act like your stuff doesn't stink. It is very dangerous. Don't disrespect the house staff. Don't disrespect anyone ever, ever. You know what I mean? But um, know who you're dealing with. Do not offend the wrong person because, you know, don't don't disrespect someone who's trying to walk up and talk to your to your client, you know. Uh, because who knows, maybe that's the client's cousin. You know what I'm saying? Be very careful when you deal with people because you've got to remember that you represent your client. You literally are representing their, their, their brand and your brand and the brand of your employer. So know who you're dealing with. If you offend the wrong person, like you offend one of the nannies or one of the, one of the house cleaners and they're around the client all the time every day. And they know that that person doesn't like you. Death by a thousand cuts. They just take their time. Every once in a while, they say one or two bad things about you. One or two bad things about you. One or two bad things about you. And it can wear on you and it can get you fired because of something that is completely unrelated that you won't even, you will have no idea what you did wrong. You'll just be gone one day, you know? So never offend the wrong person, man. 
do not commit to anyone. What this means to me is don't commit to anyone's social battle in your environment, in any workplace. Look, oh, I can't stand such and such because they're so this way. Okay, cool. Hasn't done anything wrong to me. I'm not getting in that with you. Oh, I can't stand this person because da 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 da. You know, whose side are you on? Don't get on a side. Look, I'm just here to work. I'm here to make my money. I'm here to contribute. I'm here to try to make us all do as good as possible. And then I'm here to roll out and go home at the end of the day. I love you guys. It's, yeah, whatever. It's all good. But I'm not here to get involved in any kind of any kind of anything or be on anyone's team or be on anyone's side. You know what I'm saying? This one says, law number 21, play a sucker to catch a sucker. Seem dumber than, you, than your mark. Uh... I kind of say that's, I'm not as brutal about it, but I think that has to do with fake beta. Like when I come into a security detail, I just, I don't come in arrogant, you know, default respectful. Some call it fake beta where you just come in instead of trying to be the alpha. Oh, I'm the most legit special secret, you know, secret squirrel, you know, uh, master Jedi ninja samurai guy, you know, nah, just, Hey, you know, this is me. This is what I've done. Ultra humble. But um, always put yourself below everyone and always build everyone up. And it really just, you know, oh, you know, Byron, you're doing so good. You're so awesome, blah, blah, blah. Ah, uh, well, nah, man, like I, I, I legitimately can't do it without you guys. Like, and, and mean it, you know, like, dude, I'm just really lucky and really blessed to be on this team, to be here and not to be like my favorite. The truth to me is like, I'm just glad not to be cold and wet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I'm not cold and wet, I get to shower. I got to try not to be fat. You know what I mean? Because they've got so much food around me. Like, the little Marine in me is like, we're good. We're winning. You know what I mean? So, you know, always kind of put other people above you and always try to make everyone else around feel good and feel respected. And, and, and you know, take the lower road whenever you can. You know what I mean? Um, because you don't want people to feel challenged and you don't want them to feel insecure because they start gunning for you and they start looking for you to make a mistake. And that's what's dangerous. Use the surrender tactic, number 22. Transform weakness into power. Be the first to admit you're wrong. No, you know what? That makes perfect sense. I totally understand. Or, you know, I didn't think about that. Back up, back down. Be the first to admit you're wrong if you're wrong. If you're not wrong, don't. But, or sometimes if it's if the person has more power than you and they need to be right, let them be right. Pull them aside, talk to them about it later. You know what I mean? Or don't talk to them about it. Let them be right. Let them fall on their face if they need to. You know what I mean? Like, but don't start that ego battle of having to be right because it's the principle and da 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 da. You just won't be there that long. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, use a surrender tactic. Transform weakness into power. I do it all the time. Law number twenty-two. That is a solid one. You need a certain humility to pull it off at first. Then you see it work, and then you're like. This is this is this is bangerang right here, bro. <laughs> then you gotta make sure you do it with the right attitude. Concentrate your forces. Law number twenty-three. I mean that just kind of goes without saying. Play the perfect courtier, number twenty-two. Really, to me, what that comes down to is really pay attention to your social dynamics. Um, really pay attention to the way that you affect people. Really pay attention to, you know, don't talk just to talk. Be very deliberate when you speak. Um, and really focus on creating an environment where the strongest person in the room is the person who is able to achieve the, the highest number of win-wins for everybody in the room. It doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter how cool you are. Uh, it doesn't even matter how rich you are. The most influential person in a room is a person who everyone understands and knows 
is able to create the highest number of win-wins in a, in a certain set of circumstances. And if you're playing your social dynamics correctly, everyone's going to understand that about you. And so my advice is when it comes to being the perfect courtier, the courtier is comes from like back in the King's court. When I approach a security detail, I, I literally think of it as we're pieces on a chessboard. We're in the King's court now and everyone in the court is always vying for attention and there's all these social dynamics and if you step wrong like people will legitimately poison your poison your your wine your soup and you'll die or like you'll get daggered in your bed like that's kind of what it's like you know so playing the perfect courtier is you know learning how to navigate that social environment efficiently and effectively and 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 there's a lot to be said for that recreate yourself you know they might know you as the shooting guy uh that's good. That might get you to a certain, you know, to a certain, a certain uh, level of respect and uh, familiarity. But don't be afraid to just turn into the Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy or turn into the like. For me, I'm always recreating myself. All even, even down to because every time you recreate yourself, you give yourself a second win. You give yourself a new mystique. You give yourself more mystery, and everyone's kind of like, oh. Well, you know, it seems like he's really about this now. I recreate myself all the time, even down all the way down to shaving my beard. I'll grow a gangster beard out. People will literally identify me by this beard and then I'll shave it. Go look at my Instagram right now. You know what I mean? So I'm always recreating myself. Oh, Byron. Yeah, we got him. He's a Marine. He's a great Marine. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, nah, Byron. Yeah, he's awesome. He's, he's a competitive shooter guy, you know? Oh, Byron. Yeah, no, he's great. He's he's a, he's. I guess he's studying to be a psychologist. He's a psychology major, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, Byron's, you know, like, like, I'm always recreating myself constantly. Keep your hands clean. Uh, one principle that's gotten me really far in this industry is do no harm. Do no harm. I focus heavily on this one. Law number 26. Do no harm, man. I really do everything I can to uh to honor that and at the end of the day no one has anything bad to say about you and it's it's really a beautiful thing if someone's acting up and somebody's making a lot of mistakes to be honest and this is kind of like bad advice because it's very difficult to synthesize um but the reality is they kind of their character ends up taking them out of the equation they wipe themselves out you know, they get themselves eliminated by their bad character because character always eventually becomes apparent. You know what I'm saying? So I uh, I kind of let them fall on their own sword, if you will. You know, the, this whole I do no harm. It's like I'm probably going to get a tattooed somewhere at some point. Do no harm. Um, and everything really just really just does take care of itself. Keep your hands clean. And when your clients see that you keep your hands clean clean uh it actually totally plays to your advantage and uh the clients like it, it they they realize that you're not going to do any harm to them either you know so that's a huge one enter action with boldness this is huge because your ability to do this um it's kind of what we do man you know uh enter action with boldness is huge like when you're walking your client somewhere, do it with boldness. And even if you do it wrong and you do it with boldness, it'll still go over better than if you're like kind of light footing around with it. You know what I mean? Hit everything with boldness. You remember violence of action from the military? Approach everything with boldness. 
Um, and nine times out of 10, what your client's looking for is confidence. You know, when you do make that call, you do go do whatever it is. So approach everything with boldness. That's, that's huge. And that's half the reason, like why I rehearse things so much. I go walk the path, go walk the, you know, walk the, the, the walk to the room, walk the walk to the platform, walk the walk to the green room. I walk all of it a lot because I want to be able to execute all of it with boldness. Because it's a lot of it's feeling like your clients reading your body language, they're reading, reading your feeling. Put yourself in their mind. They're in a position where a lot of times they're in a place they've never been before and they're depending on you to help them safely navigate the environment. So they're literally like reading everything. They're flowing with everything you're doing They're They're literally with like, like you're their lifeline, you know, you're their stability, you're their anchor. So, you know, if you're not executing things with boldness, uh, it's ultra problematic and it can make them lose trust in you. You want it to be as, as uh, them to be as relaxed as possible. Plan all the way to the end. That kind of goes without saying, you know, like you got to be able to figure out, um, you know, you, you want to make your plan. Plan all the way to the end. You know, don't plan to the end of the show. Plan all the way to when you get back to the hotel room. Plan all the way to when you get off the private back at home, you know. Yeah. Law number 30. Make your accomplishments seem effortless. Huge, man. Huge. Uh, you don't, like, I see some guys play the card. We're like, yeah. <sighs> oh, we're just working so hard here. Oh, it's so terrible. You know, same circus, man. It's just crazy. It's so crazy. No, you're a professional. This is what we do. It's a Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Like, let your victories look effortless and make, just be positive and be like, hey, this is what we do, man. Boom, let's take another lap. Oh, okay, cool. We're going out to eat after the spot. Okay, cool. You know, we're going to the after party, after the after party, after the after, after party. All right, cool is what we do. Let's roll. It's only one or two nights. Only a, you know, it's only a little bit of time in our lives, man. We're getting paid to do this and it's awesome to do this and it's not to do this is what we do. You know, I'm not cold and wet, you know, boom, let's go, you know, so I think there's so much to be said for that. Make uh, make what you do look effortless, man. And and that's something that I really believe in. Um, I can't honestly can't stand being on details with guys that make things look difficult, make everything look like it's so hard and like so terrible. It's 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 aggravating and annoying to me because it's, there's no reason for it. You know, the thing about the the 48 laws of power is a lot of them are very uh, they're kind of non-conventional. You know, they're not like your clean, nice guy stuff, you know, rules that are just like wonderful and that, like, like it, it's, it's, it's just straight up social dynamics, you know, take it how you want to take it, good, bad, ugly, whatever. Um, and I'll walk through them with you, man. Like, I'm not one of those people that just like believes in fluffy, foo 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 stuff. Um, control the, op- control the options, get others to play with the cards you deal it's very important i think in a lot of circumstances your goal remember with your client is to get your client what you want what they want uh you want to not say no as much as you can you know so uh there's something to be said for making sure your client has options that'll make them happy but maybe making sure those options are things that you know you can protect them uh as they venture into so you know maybe if there's a third option that's not that safe you present option A and B that are much safer that you can probably convince your client to want to go do. Uh, 
I think it's just part of the job, you know, presenting the best options with regards to your task, which is keeping that client safe. So uh, I will always do that, man. Control the options as much as I can uh, and, and, and make sure the client's getting what they want. Uh, that'll keep them the safest. So that's the game. Uh, play to people's fantasies. Uh, I have no problem with if someone, you know, you're going to run into instances in the industry and this is number law number 32. That last one was 31. Uh, you're going to run into instances in the industry where clients are going to have an idea of executive protection. They're going to have an idea of what you're supposed to be. And if that idea is not unsafe, uh, it would behoove you to cater to that idea and to let them have their idealistic and fantasy of who you are and what an executive protection agent is. As long as it doesn't, you know, impede on your professionalism or uh, impede on your ability to do your job, your efficiency or effectiveness, you know, let them have that, you know, you're here to make them happy, you know, and um, the only people who can't afford to have those uh idealistic you know grandeurs of you know whatever they call it just fantasies of what uh what we do is and have it be inaccurate or the other people on your on your team those those guys need to really be the real deal you know but uh the client's friends and family and anyone outside of the actual like operators let them believe what they want to believe and do what they want to do and you know let them get excited and and be like wow you guys carry guns and like oh wow you know let them let them uh, it only brings you more power if you really think about it. If you really, you know, it really only, it only benefits you. Be royal in your own fashion. Act like a king to be treated like one. Law number 34. I love it. Um, dress the way you want to be addressed. You know, you are always dictating to people how they should treat you based on the way you treat yourself, based on the way you carry yourself, based on everything. Yeah, you're the help. Yeah, you're part of uh, the staff uh, that's assembled to help this person life better. But the reality um, is that you still dictate the terms of which people uh, interact and treat you based on the way you act and treat yourself. Um, so I want my clients to believe that they have the most, you know, the most articulate, sophisticated, intelligent, strong, efficient, and effective executive protection agent that money can buy. I'm not the biggest. I'm not the strongest. I'm not the fastest, but I, I want them to feel the, the sense of, of, of personal pride. When I say personal pride, I don't, I don't mean personal pride as in, as in like prideful pride. I mean, I mean, I'm going to do a good job because my last name's attached to it. I mean, it's going to be the best when I get done with it because Byron Rogers did it. And that's what Byron Rogers does. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want them to be like, we have Byron Rogers with us. You know, that's the way that I, I, I really want them to feel about having me work for them and their family or having me manage their security matters. Uh, I want them to feel that. And in order for other people to feel that I have to embody it, you know, so carry yourself as royalty. You know, carry yourself as a king so you can be treated like one. Master the art of timing. I mean, I shouldn't have to explain that one, but what we do is so everything we do in life is time bound. But with regards to moving your client in and out of circumstances and situations, when you get them off the platform, you know, a lot of it has to do with timing. When you show up, I mean, the guys that work celebrity details know this all too well. Everything depends on timing, you know. Um, you know, sneaking clients out of out in and out of buildings like all of it has to do with client timing. Uh, when you show up, understand your client's flow. Are they a few minutes late? Are they early? Are they on time? You know, 
understand their flow and cater to that flow, you know. Uh, uh, don't ever be late, period. But mastering the art of timing, it's, it's huge. That chapter is, is awesome. Create compelling spectacles. This one's, it's, it's dangerous, but it's good. You know, like there may be times when you are able to just like relax with your client and you can show them some of your skill sets. Or if you guys go to the range or something like that, feel free, man. Let them see what they're paying for. Let them experience what they're paying for. You know, like let them see what you can do. It definitely will gain you some rapport if it's done tastefully, if it's done right, if it's done without ego, um, it can really work out to be a good thing in your favor. Think as you, but behave like others. That's that's one of those chameleon skins, man. When in Rome, know where you need to know where you are and use the tackle that is relative to that environment in order in order to be successful in that environment. There's no shame in it. Be smart about it. Think as you, but behave like the people around you, you know, in order to survive in that social circumstance, those social settings, as long as it doesn't go against your values and things like that, obviously. Strike the Water to Catch a Fish, Law 39. That one's deep. I'm going to let you read the book to get that one. Despise the free lunch. Everything comes at a cost. Especially with us. You know, I've had clients that love buying me gifts. You know, sometimes it's good to take them. Sometimes it's not good to take them. You need to know when it is and isn't. And you need to know what clients to accept them from and what clients to say, you know, I, I respectfully, you know, respectfully decline. I guess I shouldn't do it. I don't feel it's right or, or, or professional. You know, but also... Don't risk offending your client to not take a gift. So uh, gift giving is something that happens in our industry and it's something that you really, I couldn't give you a, like, a, like, I don't know like a rule, like a way to approach it. I just know you really need to trust your instincts and you need to look at the outcomes that have taken place uh, with the other guys in your, in, your, in your shoes when they've been given gifts. You know, sometimes it's not a good omen. Um, sometimes it is. Avoid stepping into a great man's shoes law 41 so big it's so big it's so big avoid stepping into a great man's shoes first of all it's very difficult to uh look and be as big as a great man in a great man's shoes those are huge shoes to fill and the second guy that steps into those shoes will almost invariably look small just naturally you just will it's hard to fill great shoes. Additionally, you've got to look at why that guy got axed. Like, uh, I've literally seen this happen so many times with details. Guys like want to hop in and be the detail leader, you know, and be the lead dude, lead sled dog. And I'm always like, yo, Law 41, man. Why is that guy not there anymore? What happened? Where's your ex-husband? Why'd you guys get divorced? Yeah, I mean, like, why'd you guys break up? You know, like. I, if I can, I'll go back and find the other guy and be like, yo, so why'd you leave the detail? Why'd you get fired, bro? Why'd you really get fired, bro? You know what I mean? Like, and find out what the real skinny is on the Winnie, man. You know what I'm saying? Find out what the real, the real, the real ham sandwich tastes like because what you're being sold by the client and what you're being sold by the corporation or whoever you're, you just got hired to work is almost, almost, almost invariably never the truth. It's usually just as much the truth as listening to why you know a girl broke up with her former boyfriend is the truth you know what I'm saying like you're getting one side of the story you're just getting one side or or vice versa you know a dude and a chick or what a chicken and a dude whatever you're into but like you're only getting one side of the story so when possible I'll go chase that dude down like hey man so like how'd everything shake out bro like 
did it really happen this way? Because that's what they're telling me, you know, and I'm like, no, bro, it happened this way. This is what happened. And you need to watch out for such and such because such and such and the thing and the deal. Oh, and then this one over here, you know, they're trying to be cool and they're making money over on the side on this thing over here. And da, 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 da. and if you go over there, then they're going to they're going to, you know, try to ax you because you're going to mess up their, their money thing. And, you know, watch out for the lady with the pink hair because, you know, she's trying to be the new best friend. You're going to get the whole deal. So. Just be careful when it comes to stepping into the shoes of a, of a great man, um, whether it's great or not. Find out as much as you can about them shoes you're about to put on, because very rarely are they just simply as they seem to be. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. You know, that's that's just a principle that's been around for a while, you know, with regards to people coming at you and social warfare, you know, you deal with you find the root, you find the cause and you deal with that directly. Work on the hearts and minds of others. Law 43. I'm always doing that. Everywhere I go, I'm doing that. Every time I interact with someone, I'm doing that. Every time I walk into a room, I'm showing everyone respect. I'm de default respectful. Hearts and minds, man. That Marine Corps stuff right there. I'm shaking everyone's hand. I'm finding the person in the room that never gets any respect. I'm looking them in the eyes. I'm shaking them, their hand. You know, I see a little old lady. I'm helping her with her stuff. I'm getting the door. I'm doing all these things. You know, not necessarily if I'm on a protection detail, you know, but like I'm always doing these things. So people just come to know and recognize me like, like that. But if I'm with a client, you know, I walk in, I'm paying attention to what I need to pay attention to. I'm not being a jerk. I'm not being a tough guy. I'm looking, I'm giving guys the nod that deserve the nod. Um, shaking men's hands that deserve that, that handshake. I'm looking men in the eyes um, because I need to gain rapport with as many people in my environment in order to be able to uh, influence as many people in my environment as possible. Or if I do have to go, you know, and get into an altercation, I've already, people in the environment subliminally are already starting to identify me as a good guy. You know, like, no, he was a good dude. And, you know, he's, he had a fair handshake, you know. So I'm always working on the hearts and minds and gaining a rapport in my environment. Oh, excuse me, sir. Uh, I need you to move out of the way or excuse me, sir, man, can you just step to the left here? They're already cool with you because you already came in and you're, you know, you're being respectful and you're, you know, you're already working the room. You're always working the room. So I'm always working on hearts and minds. That's a big one. Law number 45 for leaders, preach the need for change, but never reform too much at once. That's a big one uh, because it's, it's, if you come into a detail, one of the biggest ways for you to get resistance is to simply come in and be like, yo, we're going to do these changes. We're going to do this, 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 that, and this. People might not even be resisting you. It's just the change that they're resisting because we inevitably don't like change. Most people are not inoculated and conditioned to high levels of change. So they will view you as a problem when the real problem they have is change. You're not even the problem. They just don't like the change. So as a leader, one of the, you know, ramp that up slowly, but surely don't just start out changing everything with everything being changed. You know, come in, let things be the way they are. Let guys get used to you, gain some rapport, you know, and then maybe change something. Make sure you have enough rapport for the guys to listen to you. Ask them, ask everyone on the detail why they don't do it the way that you think they, they should do it. Because reality is there's probably a really good reason why they don't do it the way that you think that they should do it. Yeah, you know I mean, they, pro they probably already tried it that way. You know, come in, learn and then make your decision. Sometimes you really need enough time to be able to like, like wait for all the pieces to like show up as to like what is the best move and what isn't the best move and who's really friend and who's really a foe, you know, because you got to remember you get into it, you get into a new detail. There's honeymoon period, man, where everyone's pretending like they're good. Even with you and the client, there's honeymoon period before the client, you know, ends up, you know, before you really see what's really going on, you know. So, um, yeah, never appear too perfect. Law number 46. 
never appeared too perfect. That's one of the ones that I really always work on. Anytime anyone gives me a, a compliment, I say thank you respectfully. And then I give them a compliment or I deflect or I like, I'm always there like, hey man, you did a really good job on that advance. Hey, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Fortunately, the guys were supporting me back home with all the information I needed. And like, I'm just part of a really good team. And honestly, I'm really happy to be here. You know what I mean? I'm not cold. I'm not wet. I get to shower every night. So, you know, there's no reason why I, I, I'm just want to do my best. Always want to contribute. You know what I'm saying? Never appear too perfect because if you appear too perfect, you become an easy target and you arouse other people's jealousy. There are people around you that have a, a less evolved ego that are less secure than you. And if you appear too perfect, they're going to target you and they're going to attack you. And it's not even, they're not even going to be conscious of it. They're going to legitimately think you're the worst person in the world. And it's going to have nothing to do with you and every to do everything to do with the insecurity that they have in their ego because the, of the, like of kind of the lesser person that they really truly are, you know? So never appear too perfect. And for me, I say appreciate, but always deflect and, and build everyone else up. Always never take the credit, give it to everybody else in victory. Learn when to stop law. Number 47. This is huge. Never go past the mark that you aimed for. This isn't to say, don't go the extra mile. Always go the extra mile. That's fine. But when it comes to like um, a victory and when, when you do something correctly, uh, how do I say this? There's danger in trying to take good momentum too far. You know, if you've done a good job, let it be a good job and then get off the X and let them remember you for having done that good job as long as possible. Get away. Get out of the spotlight. You know what I mean? You execute a whole movement good. Let somebody else get in there. And stay out of that spotlight. Leave, really what this is, leave a good taste in everyone's mouth, in your client's mouth, in your detail. Leave a good taste in their mouth concerning you as long as possible. You know, don't overdo it because if you do really good and then you turn around and do really bad, it like cancels out the good in, in like a really devastating way, in my opinion. So, you know, don't go past the mark you aimed for. And then the final one, law number 48, assume formlessness. Assume formlessness. I love it, man. Be wise as a serpent, but be harmless as a dove. You know, be like water, my friend. You know what I'm saying? You put water in a cup, it becomes a cup. You put it in a bottle, it becomes a bottle. You put it in a teacup, it becomes a teapot. You know what I'm saying? Now water can flow or it can crash. You know, water's formless, shapeless. You know what I'm saying? So that's that Bruce Lee on there. Become formless, become shapeless, be all things to all men. Um, never obviously break your moral compass, obviously never break your professional compass, obviously, but there's so much to be said for being able to assume formlessness, you know, no allegiances, no ego, no rigidity, just flow, make space for other people, make room for other people, uh, make other people great. You know, allow other people to be themselves, empower them to be themselves, protect them so they feel safe enough to be themselves, do no harm, assume formlessness. It's a beautiful thing, man. These laws, the 48 laws of power, I didn't read all of them and I didn't even go into depth on, on, on all of them. Um, this book by Robert Greene is amazing. And uh, I think if I could tell every, any, if I, it'd be one of my top five, you must read, no matter what you do for a living, um, you absolutely must check this book out. So boom, there it is. 48 laws of power. Just a quick book review. And from time to time I'll do those. 
another uh, another good good book. Like while we're on the topic, as a man thinketh, man, that was one of my first books that I. That is the first audio book I ever got into. Maybe we'll review that one on here sometime. But um, and then also I'll get into the you know the executive protection books. You know, left of bang. Um, I've got you know Yosef Badu from the Hunter Killer program coming on here. We're going to talk about all that stuff, man. Uh, <laughs> How to stay left to bang, you know, pre-threat indicators and all that tactical prowess that I know you guys really want to get out of here, that get out of this podcast, that you're going to get out of this podcast. Uh, and and so I'm really looking forward to everything that we have coming down the pipe, man. Uh, our sponsors are awesome. Gray Man Suit Company, they're giving us a coupon code here. I'm pretty sure it's going to be my name, Byron. And we actually may have a guest appearance from them just to hear about the guys behind the suits, their careers, what they know about the industry. Um, and, 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 and what they want to do, how they want to contribute their, their gear so far has been awesome. Uh, I got one of their suits and I absolutely love it. So that's just, that's just, there's going to be more coming with that. I'm going to do a review on my website, Byron Rogers, motivation.com, uh, to outline that, uh, visit, uh, executive protection lifestyle.com as well to stay in the loop with the podcasts, get on the mailing list and all that fun stuff. So, you know, when these things drop. Uh, and so, you know, the types of things that we're doing and when we're doing things, when we're giving things away, all that fun jazz. So it's been good to spend this time with you guys. I hope you found value in this book. Find as much value in it as I did, but you got to get it. Everything Robert Greene is awesome, too, by the way. All his stuff is just fantastic. So until the next podcast, y'all stay sharp. And remember, one mind, many weapons is the goal. Out. Boom, and to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that, the lifestyle behind that. You guys are already killing it. $1 a month. $5 a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use? Put it towards a podcast and get involved in our, our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there, and it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom, and no podcast would be complete without a word to my sponsors, the companies that believe in me, and that give us the opportunity to get cool stuff at a discount. So Rogue American Apparel, awesome American clothing. Check them out the second you see their gear. You'll know what I'm talking about. Sidekick mounts, all the cool videos you see me making with first-person shooter stuff, videos with cameras mounted on my weapon and all this other fun trash. Check them out. 
primary weapon systems, simply the best rifles that are being made right now. It really is the evolution of, of, of it's the evolution of, of guns and evolution of rifles. Check them out. They make the best rifles, hands down, because of their piston system. There's a science behind it. Check them out. Gray Man Suit Company, all the different, you know, we've all had the idea of like, man, why does executive protection, why are we doing these suits? We can't move, it's hot, it's terrible. They make suits for what we do with the stretch where you need it, with the reinforcement in the suits where you need it, where the pockets in the suits where you need it. Duke Defense, all the different accessories that you need to make your rifle manipulations and everything, and also your pistol stuff faster. Duke Defense, check them out. All these companies have given me a code. Use my name, Byron, B-Y-R-O-N, for 10% off. Byron, B-Y-R-O-N, at checkout online on their websites for 10 percent off boom i hope you guys enjoyed that episode of executive protection lifestyle podcast this whole entire thing actually just started off as a facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing if not the fastest growing executive protection uh facebook group online so if you haven't joined the facebook group join the facebook group uh follow us on instagram and check us out at executive protection lifestyle.com if you want to find me that's byron rogers motivation.com and i'm on all the social media platforms instagram twitter facebook as well so until the next podcast y'all stay sharp out there and as i say it one mind many weapons talk soon out